Coming up, Guess the Lines, year 17. That's next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Make this summer the best one yet. Invest in a Simply Safe home security system. I have one. I love it. It's a great way to protect your home when you're not there. Um, you need one, especially during the summer. You know what burglars know? People go away during the summer. That's what happens. So when you're away, you want to make sure your place is protected. You want to make sure that you potentially have little camera things you can watch on your phone to see what what's happening at your house, at your front door, inside. You deserve some peace of mind. Get it today with Simply Safe. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network and theringer.com, where you can find all of our football and fantasy football content and some great podcasts, including the Ringer Fantasy Football Show, Ryan Rossillo, the Ringer NFL Show, the Ringer Gambling Show. We are covering football every which way. You can read a bunch of great pieces on the website as well. And we did AFC and NFC overrunners on this podcast with Sal. Both of those shows are running on FanDuel TV on Monday morning, 10 a.m. Tuesday morning, same thing. You can actually watch us as we are just making magic with this podcast. Speaking of podcasts, Strike Force 5, the five late night hosts, Jimmy, Jimmy, Seth, Steven, John, they put up a second episode over the weekend, and I think they're going to be doing either two-week or three-week, depending on schedules. Going forward, a special limited run, all proceeds going to their staffs, and uh, we loved having this. Go check that out if you, if you uh, have not listened to any of those episodes yet. Coming up on this podcast, oh yeah, it's time. Guess the lines. Week one. First, Pro Jam. <laughs> All right, Sal, before we came on, we tried to do some math. We've been doing this since 2007. It took us about 40 seconds to realize that's 17 years. This is our 17th year. Guess the lines, baby. I didn't even know we concluded that it was 17. I thought we just decided it doesn't matter. Let's move on. But yeah, 17. <laughs> we learned the truth at 17. Here we go. My <laughs> son wasn't losers. even born yet. Two of your kids weren't even born yet. Uh, we had right. two little toddlers and... Now we're back, heading toward 20. Hopefully we can make it. So uh, we did AFC and NFC already. We're going to do guest lines right now, and then we're going to do some futures at the end. Guest lines for the people who have never listened to this, and if you haven't, how dare you? Every yeah. Sunday night, Sal and I try to guess the betting lines for the upcoming football slate. Now, you look at these lines way ahead of time. I try my <laughs> hardest to avoid them. And actually did. I avoided them. I sent you some guesses a week and a half ago. 
I still avoided them and then sent you last night and then looked at them. And there were a couple doozies that I was like, oh my God. I already, so yeah. I had like two oh my gods in the slate. Well, we've had some controversial weeks and they're uh, up ahead and behind us. But this week one is certainly right up there because it's very hard to avoid the line. You gave guesses and then you gave more guesses this morning. So I'm, I'd be surprised if I won. I'm always surprised if I win. But um, yeah, we're doing this. We're actually recording this during the NBA draft. So I don't even know how, how this is going to turn out. <laughs> Way in well, advance. The biggest variables are the two guys who may or may not play. We're taping this on Sunday afternoon, but you have Chris Jones for right. the Chiefs. They're playing... Thursday night, the big Super Bowl champ mm -hmm. spot against the Lions. And then Bosa on the Niners, we don't know about him either. Yep. And they have a much tougher game. They're at Pittsburgh, a team that, uh, if you heard the AFC pod, I'm a huge fan of. So I, mm -hmm. I assume, my guess is Bosa plays. I don't know about Chris Jones. And it really, it seems kind of ominous the closer we get, right? Yeah, he said he hopes to be at the Wednesday practice. That's all anyone ever says, right? They hope this. We hope the rider strike ends. We hope that. But um, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to gauge it because uh, it really, it's like how much <laughs> how much adrenaline do you have and before you're like, screw it. I'm getting out there. I don't care. We'll let the contract take care of itself, right? Or do the thing where you just skip the first game and then there's 10 days until week two and you, you know, you don't want your team to lose, but maybe you're hoping the defense doesn't look that awesome. In week one, right, you become more valuable. He was, you know, the most destructive defensive player last year is on the in the AFC at least. It was between him and Parsons in the conversation, mm -hmm. and his team won the title. Um, it felt like he took the championship belt from Aaron Donald just because that Ram season. But you take him out of there, and then you look at the Lions, who at least we know they're going to have a good offense. Just remove him, and that makes that Thursday night game. Chiefs Lions. Neither of us love the Lions as uh, a little too much hype. Not sure about their defense, but I don't mind the spot if there's no Chris Jones. So what do we do? How do we figure this out? Well, <clears throat> I'm going Chris Jones is playing. I think that's how it is. I have to be, I think I'm going to be positive for the iffy players and whether or not they suit up, right? Um, and okay. I just, uh, so I, my, and my line reflects that. I have minus seven for this game for the Chiefs at home defending their title, defending their turf. You have and I went what? I went six, which makes yeah. the Chiefs the Chiefs almost immediately the most obvious tease of all time, um, which scares me as well. And you know we've seen this this Thursday night game is all over the map with where it goes. You know, mm -hmm. think about it, like last year, the year before, it just they it, it's always weird. It's always discombobulated. It's always sloppy. And I don't love laying points in general. Chiefs have all this wide receiver stuff, but where are you leaning? Well, the league does this on purpose, right? For idiots like me and you, mostly me. Like they put a game like this on that makes you think, uh, you know, the line, by the way, is six and a half. So we split uh, the first game. And okay. uh, maybe we just stop now. I'm, I'm happy splitting the year and <laughs> splitting it. the week. But no, it's a six, you know, so it's six and a half. So I, I, I swore off teasers for Lent or whatever years ago. And now I'm immediately thinking of a teaser. Like, why couldn't they put it Jets Bills where it's almost the <laughs> pick em or whatever? Like, oh, of course, it's six and a half. Now I have to find a dance partner for the Chiefs on a teaser. So um, I don't know. Well, like, again, uh, I think plus seven and a half looks juicy for Detroit. But again, six and a half. I'm, I'm looking at Kansas City winning and defending their title in game one. Well, I sent you a possible teaser for a same game parlay where we need the four legs and it was right. It was like uh 
Lions going to plus 11 and a half adjusted. Kelsey scoring anytime. Gibbs, the rookie and the Lions, getting 39 and a half over rushing yards and then like a super low total points. And that was like three to one. And I, I like the adjusted line with the Lions in this, I think is where I'm kind of leaning. All right. Well, like are we that giving that no? out now or does that come out at the end? Well, we'll, we have decide, to give out we'll decide midweek. Yeah, we'll decide midweek. Oh, I see. But I, oh, I, we don't that have was the one it. I was okay. leaning toward. Did you like, is there one you like more than that? Yeah, I like that. I think I said I'd switch it to Lions over 23 and a half points versus Lions plus. What'd you have? Um, like 11 and oh, a half Lions or something? Lions 11 and a half alternate line. Yeah. Yeah, you had yeah. the alternate line. I, I I hate the possibility of a late touchdown for the Chiefs, but the road teams oh, have never happened to us, Sal. Why, no, why, would that, <laughs> why would there be a cheap touchdown at the end that would screw us? That's never happened yeah. to us once. Because well, the, the Chiefs never cover. They didn't cover it all last year. And now, of course, they're going to cover when we have uh, double digits uh, coming our way. But yeah, I um, it, the, like I was going to say the road team, I think the Chiefs kind of put an end to like that streak of home teams just dominating this Thursday game, this first Thursday game, right? When you went, they went into Foxborough and beat your uh, Patriots. And since then, the, the road teams mm. have been game. Bills yeah, obviously a, crushed the Rams last year. Yeah, there's a weird energy with those first games because it's emotional because it's the teams come back. I've I've been to, I think, at least two of them. And mm. it kind of crests early. And then all of a sudden, it's a football game and it's sloppy. And it's not the advantage you would think it is. And in general, home field doesn't seem to matter as much. Are you, we have all this evidence that we've stared at year after year about just gravitate toward underdogs the first couple of weeks. Just do it. Don't, don't. Mm -hmm try to outsmart what has been year after year, the system, the system, the system. Grab the points, grab the points, grab the points. I might talk myself into the Lions with this game by a Thursday if there's no Chris Jones. If not, maybe a stay away or, or some sort of uh, Chiefs tease or whatever. But I'm excited to see this. I want to see if the, is the Lions defense going to be a disaster, decent, a tiny bit better than we thought. What is it? And then how do they use Gibbs is the other thing. I mean, Gibbs is, we have a bunch of fantasy drafts this week. I know you have one in a little right. bit. Gibbs is being mm -hmm. drafted like he's like a top eight running back. So um, I have no, we, we've never even seen him. So he's the big X factor for me. Yeah, I know. And I'm trying to think like, I feel like Najee Harris was the same way a few years ago. Like everybody, his, his touchdown total was high. His yardage total was high. I was like, wow, he hasn't even played yet. I know he's a first round pick, but let's calm down with the running backs. Um, they get paid $7 an hour for a reason. And I feel like the, <laughs> the Lions had the Lions had a big advantage at running back anyway last year, right? Yeah. So they did similar to what the Falcons did. Maybe they didn't need to draft. Gibbs, but also he could be exciting and uh, break some uh, for big yardage gains. Well, I don't like the Lions this season, and it would be dumb to take the money line with them. So who knows? We'll we'll know as we get closer with Chris Jones. Yeah. Sunday marquee. I have Eagles Pats as the Sunday marquee. I think you know it's the it's the late yeah. game, the one twenty five game here on the on the West Coast. Uh, the Eagles defending Super Bowl runner ups, Pats Belichick. It's in New England. Uh, it's certainly the most interesting. I have no idea what's going to happen game. I mean, there's a world where the Eagles just destroy the Pats and the Pats can't block mm -hmm. and they're pass rush. But um, I have the Eagles as real favorites in this, which perennially is, has not been great if you're betting against the Patriots. I had the Eagles minus three and a half in New England. What did you have? I have that exact number and that's that's what it is. It's three and a half. So we were... Mm. <clears throat> Oh, oh, and two right now. But, and I thought I was going a little low for the sake of, all right, there's going to be Pat's money on there. This should be higher. 
I still think it should be higher. I don't know if it'll get higher, but this is like the only week you could really just go by, typically go by the over-under win projections, right, in making a line. So the Eagles is 11 and a half, and the Patriots is 7 and a half. That's a yeah. big, big, big margin there. I, I realize the Patriots are home. I think they're honoring Brady, right, right, like all weekend or something. But um, uh, I feel like someone knows something to make this lower than, you know, the NFC champs giving more than a team that's not supposed to even get to 500. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much home field advantage even means with the Patriots. It certainly hasn't meant an incredible amount the last few years. I want to see what happens with the offensive line. Like, I know Cole Strange is, was practicing again. Onwenu, the other guard, I think I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they need both guards. They were, <laughs> they were making these trades, trading six-round picks and players for extra offensive line depth. I think that really scared off a lot of Pats fans, including me, because I was thinking they could win the division, but I, I think it would be hypocritical to say that uh, if you're worried about the Jets' offensive line, you can't be worried about this Pat's offensive line. There's going to be some, they're going to be doing some weird stuff in this game. It, fe it feels like they're going to be doing a lot of RPOs and just try to keep that Eagles defense on the field, test them, run on them, and try to have these long drives. But I know we're going to talk about this later with the futures. I just think the Eagles have the best offense in the league. And we're going to find out right away if this Pat's defense, how real it is. I am on the, Nine out of 10, I believe in this Pats defense. Other people are mm. less low, but they, they can cover. They're way faster. On the flip side, running quarterbacks have murdered them, you know, season after season right. for the last four. So I would not bet this game. It's a stay away to me. What about the emotion of the Brady thing? Like, uh, those are the intangibles, right? Like, you're not going to find any data. Warren Sharp's not going to dig that up. But I really feel like whenever the Giants retire LT's number or somebody else. Uh, I feel like anytime the Cowboys try to do something like this, it's like they the players don't get up for the game or it just affects them in a, an odd way, you know? Uh, and it's not even like Brady's dead or anything, but do you, do you feel like that could be part of like the, that could take the focus away from beating the Eagles? It does change the energy a little bit. I think yeah. the thing that worries me is just if Mac's not that good, and then there's Brady right there, the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. And then Mac, Shoot him Mac up. starts He's out. He's got to come in. Can they <laughs> get him a jersey by halftime? Yeah it's, yeah, it's just like a weird vibe. So, you know, yeah. the Mac had a great summer and preseason. Like, there's no question. As, as bad and rocky and scary as the last preseason was, I think this time around right. it's been a lot better. So they feel good about them. I think their receivers are better than people realize. But it's going to come down to can they block that Eagles front four. I think this is an awful first week matchup for them. And I kind of factored it into what I was thinking of them. I don't, I'd, I'd be surprised if they won this game, but you're right. Brady, Belichick, Belichick wins. Brady hugging him at the end. Brady, him and Mac Jones. Like, you mm -hmm. know, there is some stuff. All right. Are you, it's how nice. are you it's going to be emotional. I think like, and they already said they're giving him like this expensive spy camera and uh, like a cell phone replica of the one he tossed in the trash when he was being investigated by the league. <laughs> so like they're showering him with all these gifts. I, that's not funny really nice at thing. all. You know uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> the first year we did guess the lines. I think that was like the third, the second week we did one guess the lines and then heading into week two, Spygate had already happened and we were already right. like yelling at each other about it. So that's right. Yeah. I'm glad right. we came to a, <laughs> <An understanding. Yeah. laughs> that's going to be a great game and yeah. I in the old days I would say what an unbelievable Buck Aikman game but those guys aren't Fox and, on, on Fox anymore right alright I have uh, I have three watchables and then you can tell me if a fourth one is a watchable or not the first one okay. 
49ers Steelers, which I think was the yeah. other possible marquee game. This is in Pittsburgh. There's been some pretty like pitch count stuff during during the preseason. That's a concern. There's been some rumors about McCaffrey's leg and you know, if you're reading between the lines, because I was I was reading everything because I was really thinking about like a Niners number one seed and Niners 13 mm-hmm. plus wins. Some of the McCaffrey stuff scares me a little bit. They're like, no, no, we're being, you know, there's going to be a lot of Mitchell this year and we, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's just things you don't say if you're like, McCaffrey's in the greatest shape of his life. There's no Bosa. And I love the Steelers. And the Steelers have, are one of the few teams that still have a home field advantage, right? Sure. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I love the 49ers more than I think most people. And I, I get it with McCaffrey and all these guys that are due for an injury. And you got Mr. Irrelevant with a UCL. And like it, would, it wouldn't make sense that they would be too big a favorite. But I would give it the full three. I, I, I picked San Francisco minus three here. I mean, I think this defense should be at least three whenever they play a bottom third quarterback. I'm sorry. I know you have high hopes for the Steelers. But Kenny Pickett right now is a bottom third quarterback. And that oh. said... When the Steelers win this game, this is going to screw up months of research for me. Like, I, this is going to be like, oh, I, I don't know crap. Okay, that's fine. The Steelers won 24-10. Terrific. But uh, I went three. You went two I went, and a half, right? Is that what you Yeah, and initially with? I was three, and then I didn't realize that Bosa might not play. So mm-hmm. I moved it to two and a half just because I don't see how it can be three if we don't know if Bosa's playing or not. So two and a half you got it right. right. Maybe it, it's set up. Is it two and a half? It, it is, is right? two and a half. Yeah, yeah, it is two and a half. Yeah. So where do you think it ends up? Um, well, I think, to, uh, again, it's this Bosa thing. We're, we're sitting on the same thing as the Chiefs, right? But I think these big, big defenders are worth a half a point, at least for the public, right? I don't know. Why, once the yeah. Sharps get in there, uh, it might be a different story. But I, I could see it ticking towards three if you get a commitment from Bosa early in the week. I can't wait to see the Sharps on this game because I think this is going to be one of the lively Sharp games one way or the other. Either they're going to go hard on Steelers or the other way and just hard on the Niners and it goes three and a half. I can't wait to watch this game. This is going to be an awesome game. And by the way, Brock Purdy, who you and I were driving the bandwagon for last year, this is a tough spot coming off that elbow injury and his season abruptly ending last year. You're throwing him in that Pittsburgh defense. He's going to, I think, going to pressure a lot of quarterbacks this year, but just in general, it's pretty feisty in Pittsburgh with a lot of sound outdoors. Uh, it's We're going to learn a lot about him, too. I can't wait for that game. Second one. It could it could be, just real quick, it, yeah, it could be very low scoring. You know Tomlin has his team ready for these games, right? The Steelers upset Cincinnati. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in Cincinnati last year, game one. So they'll be up for yeah. Second one I have, and this is just ridiculous that this is in the watchables. Normally we have it for competitiveness and are these two teams playoff teams. I have Jags at Indianapolis as an absolute watchable because of the Jags offense and the Richardson thing. The You know, we've seen in baseball, these guys that are just coming in like Ellie De La Cruz and, you know, these new guys come in. You're like, oh, new guy. This is really fun. And I don't know what to expect from Richardson. I also, we're going to talk later when we do the futures, like they're, I'm down on the Colts and I kind of want to watch them and see how bad is this going to be for them? Because they don't have a lot of talent and Richardson just might be super raw. So this feels like Mm -hmm. it could be the overaction game one way or the other. The the Jaguars, it's like a 38 to three shellacking and we're like, oh my God, Jaguars, here they come. Or the Richardson like plays really well. And it turns into like a Colorado TCU thing yesterday. We're like, Oh my God, Richardson. Okay. He's here. Right. 
So I had the Jags minus four. I have no idea what, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm close, but I want to see this game. You're pretty close. I was closer. I said four and a half, and it is exactly four and a half. And I don't even love the Jaguars mm. this this year, but I and I'm not fun, so I'm going to pick against probably all the rookie quarterbacks in week one. I just, I just, I don't know. It just would make sense that it would take at least a half a game for them to catch up, right, uh, against the, the division champion. So I, I, I don't mind that as a teaser game either. I, I just think this whole... You know, we, we talked about in the AFC previews. I think this is the cursed franchise, right? With the gambling scandal and with the mm. J- Jonathan Taylor and the owner and everything else. So um, it's just a matter of time before we see sewage running uh, down the sideline there, much like it happened in Washington. So would you go curse of Andrew Luck here? Are we here yet? It's oh, been five years. Do you want to bring him in? Yeah. Want to bring him oh, in? Oh, should we bring him in? And Andrew the Giant? I forgot about that. that. I think yes, he's here. Uh, he was, he, he's on. He's on Riverside waiting to talk to us. Wow, <laughs> he is okay. Uh, okay, let's bring him in right now. Young man who hung things up early, and well, much to the detriment of his team. I don't know if he'll be watching his former squad take on the Jaguars at RCA Dome or wherever the hell they play in Indianapolis. Andrew the Giant Luck. Oh, uh, it's great to be here, guys. Uh, I, I don't believe in curses. Uh, I just feel like, uh, the, you know, the players change every year and they're doing their best. And I, I think Anthony Richardson is really great. I dusted it that up. was I'm Andrew back, the baby. Giant yeah, Luck, that's everybody. I'm good. You're good. You're good. Is okay. there going to be an HBO doc on Andrew the Giant Luck about how he would take uh, <laughs> giant craps on the team plane and everything? <laughs> just much like Andre? Working. I'm going to pitch it when we get off this, <laughs> do it. this Zoom. Yes, uh, yes. Indy under five and a half wins plus 200. Love it. Love it. How do we'll they get, get to, to that? Six I mean, wins. Uh, that's, I like them lowest scoring team. I like them as one mm. of the three or four that could, you know, be the, the odds aren't great, but for a, a few wins. But yeah, I think uh, they have a tragic season here. Last watchables Chargers, Dolphins, just a great game. And it's in LA, which mm-hmm. means we'll probably have, what do you think, 60% Miami fans? 55%? Yeah, I think you start the number at 60 at any team that's been around for more than uh, 30 years, 40 years, right? Yeah, that's fair. We get a healthy Tua. We get a Chargers mm-hmm. team that's getting a ton of hype with the new offensive coordinator. And people, the, the, the football nerds are really kind of in on this Chargers team, mostly because of Herbert and... I don't totally see it, but we're going to find out. I, because they don't have a home field advantage, I just went Chargers minus three. What did you have? Uh, yeah, I had three also. I felt this was the easiest line to guess of the week. Both teams sit at nine and a half wins for, you know, over under, you know, what, what you would think. So then you would think that uh, you give the home team the full three-point advantage, but you don't. Um, anyway, we screwed up the easiest guess of the week. It's two and a half Chargers. Oh. So they docked them a half yeah. point because half of the fans at this game are going to be rooting for the Dolphins and wearing two of jerseys and right. Marino jerseys. Okay. Uh, all right, let's take a break and then we'll rip through the rest of the lines. Snap in action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, you can jump on my Steelers. I've adopted the Steelers for gambling purposes in 2023. They're two and a half point underdogs at home to the 49ers. I love it. Just take the money line. 
throw that $5 on there. You could also head over to FanDuel Casino, play through $1, and you'll be entered for a chance to win a VIP trip to Gronk's Big Game Party in Vegas. So visit FanDuel.com slash BS and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in select states. For the Gronk sweepstakes, no purchase necessary. Max five entries per day. Sportsbook bonus bets are non-withdrawable and expire seven days after receipt. For bet $5, you get $200. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Restrictions apply. See full terms for both offers, including methods of entry at FanDuel.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I understand that some things you just want to keep private. Maybe it's something you don't want anyone to know, or maybe you think it's something minor, so why bother? But if you keep everything bottled up, if you let those emotions sit there and fester, it could be really, really bad for you. Sometimes it depends on what kind of family you're from. Like my dad's family is one of those. They bottle everything up, bottle everything up, and then they all just get mad at each other. Listen, talking things through is more helpful than you think. If you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend some therapy. Think about the things you can get out of therapy. First of all, a sounding board. You can learn better coping skills. You can learn how to set some boundaries, maybe how to empower yourself a little better day to day. And if you want to give therapy a try, well, I have an answer. Better help. A convenient and flexible way since it's entirely online right now. It's easy to get started too. You can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bill Simmons today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Bill Simmons. All right, the fairly watchables. Bengals at Cleveland is the first one. Would you put this in the watchables? Did I make a mistake? I probably should have, right? Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, I like this one a lot. I mean, uh, the Brownies are my team. Got to do big things for me to look smart this year. I've Here's where I've landed on the Bengals. I know we're doing futures later. I think it's a slow start. People get scared, and I think they rally back like they did last year. And yeah. they might be my Super Bowl pick. Just spoiler alert for later. I have the Bengals by one and a half in Cleveland, and it's going to be right around there. All right. I, it is right around there. I had two, and it's two and a half. So I get that mm. one. Um, yeah, I was just looking at the different. Again, I'm, uh, I'm really like hyped to this differential and win. So Cincinnati's eleven and a half, Cleveland's nine and a half. But I do think this is going to be the sucker bet of the weekend. I agree with you. Bengals slow start, slow start last year. They lost the first two. Browns weren't even great, and they beat them. What was like that was on Halloween. They beat them by almost twenty. So yeah, I think this, uh, you know, uh, potential for over exaggerated. Uh, over-exaggeration of the week, one game, however you would say that. I have that marked down as well. This has all the makings of the complete overreaction game. Bengals look, yeah. ba- Burroughs barely practiced. Bengals look sloppy. Yeah. Brown's defense looks awesome. 
Deshaun does enough. They have a really mm-hmm. good game plan. They take the lead early. They're able to run the ball with Chubb and just kind of protect the lead. And they win by like 10. And people are like, oh my God, the Browns, here we go. And I right. just think, I Bengals think Bengals offensive line is, yeah, Bengals O-line is bad again. Like, oh my God, you know, uh, Garrett and Zadarius Smith put him down six, seven times. Yeah, it could yeah. be all that. Yeah, that's a tough spot. It, I, clearly the Steelers or the Browns are going to win this week, possibly both. I would, if you gave me the mm. over-under for which one of those, would you, would you go two, one, or zero? I think the over-under is one. And I would go over, not under, if I had to pick a side on that. Next right. one, Saints-Titans. Un- unfortunately for me, Saints-Titans, two teams I kind of like this year. And I, like I hate when you have yeah. the, the two teams playing in week one, they kind of like, it's in New Orleans. I think the Titans are, I, I probably screwed up this line because I think I'm a little higher on the Titans than others. I had the Saints by three and a half. And I think the Titans are are very, very sleepy. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. I landed on three and it is it is three right now. Um I like I like both these teams too. Picked them both to win the division. In fact, if you parlay those two together, you get eight plus eight forty three on Fandle. So I think three is fair and I couldn't I couldn't get off of it until we see something out of each team. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, Derek Carr and Tannehill, I think one of the reasons the prices have been a little off, like the Titans line. The Titans to win the division right now is plus 310. And the Saints are plus mm-hmm. 130. And I think the quarterbacks are the biggest reasons because Tannehill's 35. People are like, ah, Tannehill, like what happens if he's not good? And then Carr, right. you know, didn't play well last year and ended up getting benched and and got sent packing. So I guess, I, I don't feel like this is going to be an overreaction one way or the other because, um, I think we're going to know in week one with those quarterbacks. If one of them looks like dog shit, like to me, I'm like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Next one, Falcons, Panthers. I am completely out on the Panthers. I don't know where you are, but I'm, I'm a hundred percent out. We talked about that uh, last week. This is in Atlanta. And this looks like another overreaction possibility where the Falcons offense looks great. And they just Mm -hmm. lay the smack down and the Panthers look like a mess and, people start wondering, are they going to score 250 points this season? I have the Falcons by five and a half. Yeah, I went high too. I said four and a half. And it's only, let me recheck this, but it's only three and a half. Yeah, it's still three and a half Oof. on Fandle. That's too low. So I, I, I don't get it really, right? So if you go against rookie quarterbacks and rookie quarterbacks on the road, especially, right? They've struggled for betters as the early season. Like I think I saw one in 14 against the spread in the first three games or one, right. four, something crazy, something or uh, in the last, uh, like a four and 13, sorry, 23% in the first three games. So why would I take a chance on a rookie quarterback? I know Desmond Ritter's it's not like he's been in the league for seven, eight years. That's so I'll lighten it up, but I guess, is that the difference? All right. Well, I don't know. I think, I think that's this, it. people I... going to blur, unblur, the, they'll unblur their eyes and see that this line should be a little higher. And I'm not even high on the Falcons this year. Me neither. I think it's a fear of Desmond Ritter bet. The over-under in this game is 40, and that seems high to me too because mm-hmm. I still don't understand how Carolina is going to score this year. Nobody's been able to explain right. it to me. With the rookie QB and probably the you know top two or three worst skill guys in the league, and Atlanta is going to be a ball control running thing. I guess the case would be Carolina's defense is a good defense. I mean, they have a lot of blue-chip, red-chip guys on that D, so maybe right. they keep them close. I doubt it. 
Broncos Raiders is our next one. I have this as a fairly watchable, not a poop fecta, because I think the uh, the Wilson piece of this, mm-hmm. right? Don't you want to just see it for four quarters? Like, where are we with this guy? Tap is, to see hustle and bustle. Exactly right. Yeah, That's like, are you, are you, yeah. are you scrambling out to both sides? Are you using your legs? Are you beating pass rushers? Are you creating extra time for yourself? What? Where are we ultimately going? And I think we're probably going to know with that one too. The Broncos are a little banged up. I don't like this Raiders team at all. I had the Broncos by four in Denver. We both nailed it. It is four. Um, mm. Yeah, I feel like this, the coach gets almost a point here, right? I feel like Sean Payton's getting almost a full point. I think uh, normally it would be like, all right, week one, we saw what Denver did last year. Hustle and bustle was high kneeing it on the airplanes and everybody's laughing at him. <laughs> The Raiders actually beat him twice last year. So why this has to stay on three until Jimmy G or whoever gives us reason not to, but it's a full four. And it, it, is that is that the one? I think it's the biggest coach move on the board right now. Yeah, so we've talked forever about coach over replacement. I think, I'd, I think once upon a time I did it, I named it when I was writing after Raheem Morris and it was like, uh, wins, wins above Raheem Morris and called it like warm or worm, <laughs> something like that. It was like 10, nice. 12 years ago. But this has been one of the safest, you know, kind of predictive things to do. And last year it hit with Dayball and it hit with Doug Peterson. And we, I was just desperately trying to find the team this year. And you're just trying to talk yourself into this Broncos team like we talked about in the AFC pod. And I just can't get there. And I get, I get all the reasons. Hack it to Sean Payton. Should be worth five wins, but if Wilson is just continuing to go south, and a lot of people are on this new coach thing now too, so maybe that's a good reason to zag against it, or maybe it's Houston. Houston could be the one where they go from like three wins to seven or eight, and that's right. kind of the new coach bump. But I don't see the new coach thing this year, Sal. Yeah, well, it's interesting because usually, you know, the hard knocks tax as we will, like oh boy, everybody's in love with the hard knocks team, so they're over under the juice is going to mm. be you know, it's going to be pounded up, uh, bet the over for whatever hard knocks team. But I feel like the hard knocks bias actually worked in Denver's favor as we got to meet uh, Nate Hackett, right? Like, like uh, yeah, once we saw how actually bad he was, it's going to go up the other way, affect the team that he left even more. Yeah. Even though we, I think we saw enough from last year, but now, now there's tape of him being stupid and uh, I, mm. I don't know what these little these grab ass games he's playing with all these players so uh, I, I think it is going to make a difference I, I, I actually think Sean Payton I like him for coach of the year and, and all that stuff because he has a, a chance to bring this team from garbage to nine wins or so and that might be the one division you can make the wild card in or win nine games and not have to win to get that honor well they, they ball won it without getting the, the division either so I just think I just don't see it. I don't see the Wilson thing. I don't think as yeah. good of a coach as Peyton is, I don't think he can work the magic. And by the way, if, and I love the new coach thing. I feel like I was one of the first to really like get excited, right. super ex- overexcited about this. If he pulls it off with this Denver team, then that's just it. You got to pencil it in. Like one of the things I try to do with the playoff teams this year is it's just half, half go out, half new ones come mm-hmm. in. And that's just the rule. And you just got to, even if it doesn't right. feel right, I was making fun of Ben Zolak for this for uh, on our Ringer NFL show. He had all seven AFC teams coming back. I'm like, that's just never happening. And he's <laughs> like, well, maybe there'll be a new trend where they, they, we just run it back with all the playoff teams. I was like, all right, at least that's an argument. 
but Pretty we just safe. year after yeah. year we see this where you just got to remove half the playoff teams. You just have to because they never come back. Um, so that would be another talked case about, for Denver. Yeah, we talked about this with um, on the AFC preview, but I, I bet part of Sean Payton hopes that Russ tanks and tanks early so he could put Jared Stidham in there. And then he just looks like a real hero bringing that team from rags to riches, right? If Jared Stidham, who they paid pretty well for a backup, two years, $10 million. Uh, so, you know, that, I don't think he's just a shiny piece on the sideline. He could, they could get, they could put him right in. I think if things go south, I think one thing with the new coach theory with them is has a new coach where we've had all the things in place for the new coach bump ever had to deal with a situation where his team traded two first round picks, some other picks, and right. a whole bunch of other stuff for one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Like that's mm -hmm. that's a pretty right. pretty crazy. Um, Yep. <laughs> Very close. And injuries, there. as you mentioned. Yeah. Last one, Packers, Bears. This is in Chicago. I like the Packers a hundred times more than you. I love this spot for the mm. Packers. There's there's a Fanduel bet. And I know we're doing the futures later, but there's a bet on Fanduel. Green Bay will have more wins than Chicago for the year. So plus one twenty two. Right. I have that mm. one highlighted. Asterisk. I pricked blood out of my finger and put the blood on the wow. bat. That's how much I love that bet. Green Bay will have more wins than Chicago this year. I have for this game, I think the Packers That's a are nice favorite. number, by the way. Sorry, that's a nice number considering they're both seven and a half, right? For over-under wins. Um, totally. They're getting a plus for that. Yeah. And uh, the team, has. I know it's largely due to Aaron Rodgers, but Bears haven't beaten them since 2018. So yeah, that's a fun one. I think the ownership carries over through quarterbacks. I think it, it's like when you buy a house and you... If there's spirits in the mm -hmm. house or anything else, you just get Ooh. the spirits. Packers, Ayahuasca I have favorites. Yeah. I have Pack <laughs> Packers minus two and a half in Chicago. Yeah, you went a little high. I went high too. Well, I went the wrong way. It's I had Packers one and a half, and it's Bears minus one. <laughs> my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, if you like well, the plus one twenty two or whatever you said it was, I think that's that's the way to go. Take the Packers uh, uh, in this game. But either way, I think this is the strongest candidate for biggest silver reaction game of the week. The very, no matter what either happens, way. this is going to be yeah. Wow, I just don't agree with that line at all. I'll be interested if the sharps come flying in on Saturday and mm. Sunday in the Packers. Okay, poop fecta. We have four games. And, you know, sadly, there's a bunch of Poop Fecta teams this year. I think the Poop Fecta is going to be a little, uh, little, little virgining this year. First one, yeah. Ravens, Texans in Baltimore. Who knows? May, it, I, this line's going to be way too high, and I'm not betting it. I'm not putting the Ravens in the teams. Just saying that coming out of the gate. I have Ravens mm. by nine, and I think that might be too low. I had nine and a half, and it's 10. I swear mm. I did. And uh, I believe you. Yeah, again, rook, uh, rookie quarterback on the road. A ton of points early on, but I think I look back, seven games were decided by nine or more points week one. Um, that said, Ravens at home, five and three, five and four, five and three the last three years. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is a little high. And a pretty, you know, pretty iffy defense, especially with Humphrey out and a bunch of Not new people in there and they lost some guys. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm looking, I'm, I kept the FanDuel app open, and as we guess each one, I'm going down and looking. The Texans are plus, uh, they're plus 10 and plus 370 for the money line. Mm. And to me, this is a possible, you know, fuck it bet. 
Yeah, I, I think it's like the value of C.J. Stroud on the road at plus 370 is better than the value of uh, like Bryce Young on the road at Atlanta, right? right. So, um, yeah, that might totally. be something to look at. I just think that line's too high. I, I think that line should be like seven. Um, mm. Vikings are home for the Bucks. You like this Vikings team. You picked them. them to win the division. I don't think either of us like this Bucks team. I, have they announced who the quarterback's going to be the Bucks? Did they say? It's going to be Mayfield, right? I thought it was Baker. Yeah. Yeah. And I, lo well. I love this Minnesota. I absolutely adore how everyone abandoned them this year. I get it that they were 11-0 and in one-score games, but... You know, to go from 13 wins to nine wins, which is what would put them over. Uh, I think this is a terrific teaser game if you guys are into those things. And yeah, like you said, Baker 0-6 on the road last year. 11-32 and on the road is last 43. So nice spot for the Vikings. And yeah, I guess we haven't guessed the line yet. So what do you think well, it was? Well, I have the Vikings by six and a half. And I'm going to... Yeah actually um, have to physically restrain myself from not putting them in a tease. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to restrain myself. Like, my mom put gambling straight jacket on. This Mayfield thing, that one Thursday night game when he absolutely screwed us to smithereens in every Raiders. orifice on that yeah. Thursday night game when they had that crazy comeback, which was so stupid because the game should have <laughs> been over. And if that doesn't right. happen, we're all like, wow, Baker Mayfield's never going to be a starting quarterback again. Put him in the broadcast booth. This guy's right. destined for bigger and better things. Like, just let's get it going. Forget this quarterback thing. But since they won that game, now he's starting for Tampa. And mm -hmm. I think this is one of the great gambling opportunities these first couple of weeks. This, they already lost Jensen for the year. Not even sure what their offensive line is going to look like. Uh, Mike Evans has gave them a week one contract deadline or that's it. They're not going to negotiate anymore. And, uh, and I like the Vikes in this spot too. But I really don't want to throw them in a tease. I don't have Kirk Cousins and Kevin O'Connell in a tease. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna restrain myself. I'm gonna have them in a, like a dozen <laughs> teasers. Nine of them will probably have lost because I'll have them with some Saturday college game that you know. Oh my God. tennis, the uh, uh, U.S. Open or some nonsense. But uh, yeah, I think you have to treat Baker as a rookie quarterback. Like if I don't like the rookie quarterbacks on the road, I certainly don't like Baker on the road. And um. Yeah, so I said, I went high, though. I said seven and a half. I, that, that ended up being high. What'd you say, six and a half? Yeah. It's uh, six. It's only six. So oh, they are get that one. They are, they're trying to really end, for sure. Yeah, you got that one. I'm going to make one dumb, small prediction each week on Guess the Lines, and Kyle can mm -hmm. cut them together at the end of the year. Prediction for week one. Mike Evans ends up on the Jets by week six. In week one? Oh, by week six. Just okay. By week six. <laughs> I, I have no idea if these predictions, wow. I'm just throwing these out there. They're they're pulling them out of my ass predictions. It just feels like a Jetsy move, right? Really? We're all in. We just need one more guy. Uh, Mike Evans. Uh, Evans and Wilson. Now, now we're done. And they give up like... I feel like they have th 13 receivers, don't they? Including the uh, M&M rapper listen, in the practice squad or whatever. I didn't say yeah. these were good predictions. I'm just throwing out oh, okay. one weird prediction each week. I want to go like four for 18 in the predictions. Okay. Next one. <laughs> this is the Poop Fecta ES Poop Fecta game. I can remember Washington hosting yeah. the awful Arizona Cardinals who... Um, I, it'd be hard to believe they're not going to be the worst team in the league after you saw that Jonathan mm. Gannon clip 
Everyone's excited about Washington. This is all the makings of the overreaction game for Washington, right? Where they win like 35 to three. And, oh, oh my God, Washington got rid of Snyder. Here we go. 12 wins. And then this is the highlight of the year. I have Washington favored by four and a half. And that's probably too low. I love that Gannon clip because it's like, do you have a fire in your belly? Who here has a fire in a belly? Josh Dobbs, do you have a fire in your belly? Like, uh, no, we're supposed to win four and a half games and uh, yeah. nobody thinks I, I should be the quarterback. Why would, I have a, why would I have a fire in my belly? Um, you you now, you kill me here. I had three and a half. I don't know why I'm higher on Arizona or lower on Washington than you are, but it's seven. This is a, a gigantic <laughs> number and certainly the biggest uh, favorite Washington's going to be all year. So you get this one. Oh my, that, so who screws up that Minnesota-Washington tease that everybody's going to do? Well, you know, also, it's Sam Howell against Josh Dobbs, right? He, Sam Howell, terrific, but he, he beat up on third-string defenses in preseason. Should they lay more than four points in a no. National Football League game right now? I'm going to say National Football League instead of NFL. It's, it makes me sound smarter. But I don't know. This looks, like, this looks like a John Oaks memorial. This team should never be favored by seven points or more over anyone in the league kind of game. Yeah. I'm going to be staying away. I'm the, I already have enough cards, future money. The last one is also awful. Seattle versus the Rams. At least the Rams have just about all their guys. Although it said there's some weird Cooper Cup stuff now. With hurt the same hamstring twice and stayed a day. But you know, you, you're just waiting for him to go on IR for four weeks. It's screwed up yep. all the fantasy drafts. They were not deep to begin with. And then you have the Seahawks team that I think you and I like a little more than most people. I even have, I yeah. bet on them in June or July to win the division. I have in Seattle Seahawks favored by six. Yeah, you're going to get this. It was five and a half. I went higher. I thought it was seven. Um, you know, I'm very low on this Rams team. I, you know, and like you said, Cooper Cup, whenever you see a specialist in a different state for a hamstring injury, like th that's strange, isn't it? He has to go to Minnesota for a hamstring injury. I, I feel like these, the blue chippers on this Rams team are going to fall like dominoes, unfortunately. Like starting with Cup, then Stafford, and Aaron Donald's going to be like, why didn't I retire when I could have? And, and you're going to be left with, uh, you know, uh, what's his name from uh, Stetson Bennett from Georgia. So, uh, but they did play Seattle close last year. That's the only thing I'll say. They lost by four, and they lost by three last year to a much better team. And McVay has some kitchen sink, you know, in him. Yeah. You just made me think of something, though. Is there any form of life? where somebody tells you that they have to see a specialist where there's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Like if you're like, <laughs> Oh, how, how, how's your, how's your youngest daughter doing? Well, we had yeah. to go see a specialist last week. I'd be like, Oh, that doesn't sound good. Cooper cups, hamstrings. Right. Like just the word specialist usually means something good is not happening. So well, I'm with you. I think there's, yeah, there's very few examples. I remember my friend came into uh, like, I don't know how he did it, but he came into like $250 million and he saw like a money market specialist. And that was good. I think that was the, one of the few very top. I don't know. I don't want to give up. Anyone's yeah, those specialists were pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night, your team. Yeah. Your guys in New York. Well, New Jersey. They the Giants still play mm -hmm. in New York. But uh, what a great Sunday night game this is going to be. Cowboys at Giants. You guys are going to be favored. You're starting to get some Super Bowl pick buzz, which I know you don't mm. like. I know no, you don't, don't like, like it. it. There's, been, there's been a lot of like, you know who I like this year the most? Dallas. And, um, but I do like them to be favored in this game. I have Cowboys by two and a half. What'd you have? I had three, and it's all the way up to three and a half. And 
yeah, while I poo-poo all the Super Bowl talk, I'm also not nervous about this game. I don't, we could, we've just we've just handled this team so easily over the last six years. We've won 11 out of 12. I say we because I lead the team in prayer. And by the way, I was the one who whispered, how about them Cowboys in Jimmy Johnson's ear before he took credit for it. So it's we. But if you like plus three or lower for the Giants, I don't get why. Like you must really love Darren Waller or something. So it makes sense that it's three and a half and it could maybe even go to four by the time everyone's done losing on Sunday. Well, the Giants have the better coach and they have the better quarterback. And I think that's why the why what? you know there's been some action on that front. What happened? I don't know. I don't think what's <laughs> trying to think of Daniel Jones is hold better on, than let me Trey try Lance. To, let me try to add yeah. up. Who's had who's had more playoff wins, Dak Prescott or Daniel Jones? Oh, uh, yeah. Look at you. You're coming right at me. Uh, how many? Has he had more? Does he have one? Well, two? Daniel Jones had one is last year. How one? many does Dak have in his career? You have Dak's two or one? Bunch. He's got to have seven or eight. A bunch? Seven, eight, somewhere. No, no, no. No, he doesn't have a bunch, but what? Tampa Bay got to the second round that year. Yeah, no, it's close. It's close. He's got two. He's oh, not you got, better. You know he's, he's not two. better. You're not drafting him. You're not drafting him. You know, you take Daniel last Jones year. on your team but, on fantasy or regular team. You would never. I don't want Dak either. Let the team in intercept. Let the league in interceptions last year. Yeah. I uh, I have a prediction for this game. I think this line climbs, and I think it climbs, and I think it climbs, especially if people chasing their money because they had the Vikings in Washington in a tease on Sunday, right. and they have to win that right, back. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I think this line gets to like Cowboys by five, five and a half. And I just, I just think nobody's going to take the Giants. People are down on the Giants in general, and I am not. I think they are a solid football team who will be in the playoffs this year. And as you know, I hate the Giants, like passionately. So you're saying wait for the, the line to get to five and a half and then jump on the Giants? Are you telling all these people who lost money all day Sunday? Yeah, yeah you're, you know, your salvation lies in, uh, in New York and Daniel Jones and this uh, offense that this defense that doesn't not, create sacks or anything against one of the best offenses in the league? I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you like the Giants, okay. I would wait. I would wait because I Just think wait. you're going to get okay. a better price and a better money line price. And if that line goes to five and a half, I could see myself talking myself into a Giants-Jets six-point tease and bringing the... Oh, for the Sunday the, Monday. Uh, bringing the Giants up to like 11 or 11 and a half and bringing the Jets to like seven and a half, eight. That's our Monday night game. Let me ask I you this. Pick, yeah. As a friend and everything else, who do you, What? because you know we we record right after this game, right? Obviously. Yeah. Cowboys-Giants. Do you want the Cowboys to lose this game for the sake of the podcast, for the sake of your bets and everything else? You, you do, don't you? No, because yes, I... Yes, you do. No, because I like the Cowboys over this year, and I think we both took it. So I have the okay. Giants over right. in the Cowboys. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I want to see how many people jump on the Cowboys <laughs> bandwagon this week. Because you know it's going to be right. uh, plentiful. Uh, Monday night, Bills-Jets, our last one. What's the score right now? Guess the lines. Who's winning? I think I got you. I didn't want to say anything. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven to... Okay, eleven to eight. Sorry, pal. Yeah. I take right. one. Tough one. You know how this goes. Monday night, Bills at Jets. Bill's team, mm -hmm. as as I said on the uh, AFC over under pod, I'm not a huge fan of this Bill's team. Mm -hmm. Not also a huge fan of this Jets team. But this, is, if they lose this game, what a terrible start to the season after all the hype. I have the Bills favored, and I had it Bills by one and a half, which might be too low. 
Yeah, it is low. I had two and it's too low. It's actually two and a half. But this mm. number moved. It was almost about, it was like even on FanDome, almost positive and moved. And I don't know what for what reason. It was like a couple of days after Von Miller's injury was reported. And yet it moved the other way. I don't, I don't understand why the line would move. Uh, if anything, we talked about the hard knocks tax. That would be, you know, every reason to give it to the Jets. But no. I'll tell you this. I like the Jets in this game. And one of the reasons is they're going to have weeks when they're going to have trouble blocking and, you know, whatever. But I, I just don't think the Bills are that defense. They're not that physical. I don't think they're going to make them pay that much for not having an awesome uh, offensive line. And then the Jets are going to have time. And I could, I could just see the Jets this being a nice win for them and then everybody overreacting to it. So, all right, you beat me week one. Congratulations. Um, yep, that's it. Cue the subway footlong. You're going to get it. You're going to get it to the midsection. We're Very excited. We're going to take a break and we're going to rip through some futures. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident, and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So FanDuel boosted our Chiefs, Niners, Eagles playoff bet to plus 130. Who are you the most afraid of out of those three? This bet's going to be available through Monday and I think most of Tuesday. If you had to pick one team to blow that parlay boost, we hit the one last year. I hit the NBA one. We're on a little streak. Who are you the most afraid of? 
First of all, I like it. I think plus 130 is a great number. Everybody should kiss everyone at FanDuel's feet. But um, Chiefs are good. That's a lock. Uh, 49ers. I mean, Chiefs 49ers is my Super Bowl. So I don't have a problem with either of those two. And the Eagles, but I don't know. And NFC, I, I think they're under their win total, but they still make the playoffs. That's the one I would worry about, but I wouldn't worry. You don't have to worry for more than three weeks probably before they um, continue their dominance, right? Who do you worry about? Yeah. I like having the Niners and the Eagles in there because neither of us love the NFC. And those are probably two of the only three teams we trust or come close to trusting. And then KC, mm-hmm. Mahomes has to get hurt. They're, otherwise, they're making the playoffs. So there you go. Um, okay, right. we're going to rip through some futures really quick. What's your MVP pick this year? If it, What do you well, think for best talk bet, about not, this. not pick? Um, I, I like, did you say Hurts? I don't. I don't mind that for MVP if you're going to go value, uh, because he'll I, value. You look at week 15, week 16. What are the odds going to be for these guys, right? So week 16, like Hertz will be like three to one or something like that. But I still say Chiefs Super Bowl, Mahomes MVP, six to one odds. Just keep pounding that until these guys retire, until Mahomes is out of the, the league, right? It's going to pay off every three or four years. What do you get? IRAs, CDs. This is the I call it the KCD. Once in a multi generational player, so keep pounding Mahomes at six to one and the Chiefs, and uh, there'll be plenty of hedge opportunity. Well, isn't the best parallel the tennis, where you know, like for years and years, yeah. it's just like just don't overthink Wimbledon. Just bet Djokovic. Just do it. Right. Like, don't talk talk yourself into this guy or that guy because guess what? He's probably going to win. And same thing with Mahomes. I'm with you. I love, as you know, Sal and I. We like to look at the futures based on the odds, not just the pick, but like just where we see the value. And Hurts 12 to 1, for him to be lower than Allen and Burrow and Mahomes doesn't make a lot of sense to me because this is another bet I love. The Eagles to have the most points this year is 9 to 1. Mm. And that offense, I just think they have the most weapons. They have the best offensive line. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to have a couple like, you know, 50 to 10. 47 to 14 type of blowout games. And I think they're going to have the most points. So I like Hertz 12 to one. I like Eagles nine to one. Did you have a most points pick or did you not figure that one out? I did very, very biased pick, but my Cowboys at 10 to one for most points, most points last year was won by the chiefs, right? They had yep. 496, the Eagles at 477, the Cowboys 467 and five games, even though we won four of them were quarterbacked by Cooper rush. So they're right. right in that mix at 10 to 1. So I think there's nice value there. And Philly had the same thing where they didn't play, they didn't really have the Jets on in some fourth quarters and right. then Hurts missed a couple of games. I thought, I'm just throwing this out, offensive player of the year, Josh Allen was 30 to 1. And I just hmm. thought that seemed out of whack because there's a world where that Bills team maybe isn't that good. So he can't win MVP because they go 10 and 7 or 9 and 8. But he has like this incredible offensive season. And people are like, whoa, man, if it wasn't for Josh Allen, they would have been 6-11. and 11. So 30-1 to 1 just seemed out of whack to me. Same for um, Comeback Player of the Year, which I think everybody just assumes Hamlin's going to win. But mm. um, Tua was 20-1. to 1, And if Tua just plays, you know, 16, 17 games, doesn't get hurt, throws for 38 TDs, and Miami's team is really good, and they're like a one-seed or a two-seed or a three-seed, I think he would win it. So I was surprised 21 was that high. 
Yeah, it is. I I can't get off the Hamlin pick, though, because I think there's a special place in hell that people are going to go if they don't vote for him. I know there's going to be a it's lot true. of time removed between the, the terrible hit and everything else between that and the end of the season, but I don't right. see anyone else getting it. But you do have to great, go by who gets votes, right? Yeah, so your Josh Allen, though, your pick isn't bad because unlike MVP, where no running backs or receivers get votes, it's all quarterbacks, quarterbacks do get votes for um, Offensive Player of the Year. You'll see it, right? You'll see yeah. Rodgers. You've seen Mahomes did it in the past. So that's not a terrible pick. And speaking of guys who get votes, Nick Bosa, I would take him now at 12-1 to 1 because even if he sits out a week, I still think this is good. And if he announces he's playing, this will probably go lower. For Defensive Player of the Year, he had 237 votes over Micah Parsons, who had 101. So you really have to look at who these guys, and it's the same guys voting every year, Nick Bosa, 12 to 1. That's for the incumbent. He won it last year. They give it back to back for these guys. Watt won it back to back. Donald won it back to back a couple of years. So he has 34 sacks in two years. And I think he's going to play this week. And I think he's a really good uh, value at 12 to 1 for that award. Yeah, it's not like the NBA MVP where somebody could just go on TV and start this whole narrative that completely changes the race in five seconds. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, I had Parsons plus 450 written down for that one. I just think he's the best defensive player in the NFC, at least. And um, your team's going to be really good. I don't know what's going to happen with Chris Jones. Mm. I don't know when Bosa's coming back. But Parsons still feels like he might have another half level to go up. Yeah. And maybe this is the year where he's so good. Everybody's like, wow. Are him and Mahomes the two best players in the league? Like, do we start talking about that? So plus 450, I like. Uh, the coaches, there's two coach of the year odds that I love. Tomlin's 18 to one on FanDuel and Vrabel is uh, 30 to one. And those are two teams that I like. And if Tennessee wins the division and goes 10 and seven, 11 and six, Vrabel's in there. And same for Tomlin, Pittsburgh. People love Tomlin. I think he's probably, it's him and Andy Reid. Who are the most like just hands down beloved coaches? It's him and Andy Reid, I think, right? We're like Mike McCarthy. highest approval rating. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, Todd Bowles. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's those two, I think. It's, it's those uh, two, and if the Steelers are good, I think there's going to be a lot of Mike Tomlin, wow, should we start talking about this guy as like one of the best coaches in a long, long time and stuff like that. So 18-1, I thought, was pretty tasty. Who'd you have for offensive rookie? Well, I, you know, I, I went B. John Robinson under eight and a half touchdowns because I feel like there's, boy, there's a lot of, lot of assumptions built into that number. And by the way, he could have a lot of, he could have like 1,700 yards and not have nine, 10 touchdowns, right? Unless he's going to just rip off 60 yarders at a, right. to a game or something. So I, I went under there, but uh, I'm going to be boring and, and pick him to win that award anyway. What uh, I like Stroud at 10 to one. I like Stroud a lot more than a lot of people do, but I would take those two. I had this as a stay away category. I like Gibbs, but I didn't like the nine to one. I wish Gibbs was like 12 to one. It goes back to the Gibbs overvalued thing. Defensive mm -hmm. rookie, I love Carter for plus 550. Like if he, with the way people are talking about him, it just seems like he's going to be immediately an impact guy for the Eagles. And uh, when you get the name Baby Rhino in August, I'm in. Yeah. So plus 550. Couldn't really, you know, you, sometimes a cornerback can sneak in there for this, but you know, that would be a pretty big leap for Gonzalez or Witherspoon. And um, I'm pretty sure Fandle had Carter or Nolan Smith to win rookie of the year. They like did. You could get both of they do, right? Didn't we yeah. go over that? I think did it was five I think it was five to one. Yeah. That's so a I I'd I'd just rather have Carter. Um 
the least amount of points, mm-hmm. I narrowed it down to Arizona five to one or Carolina eight to one. Would you have anyone else in that conversation? I had the Colts at ten to one. I, I'm just mm. it could ju- could just be an abject disaster. The defenses aren't spectacular in that division, so that might that might be the the problem uh, with this one. But uh, I don't want to count them out of anything um, futility wise. So, what if you had to bet on one of those? What would you do? I like the Carolina. Well, I, I'd say eight to one. Okay, yeah, I'll go the Colts, but I like Rams' worst record, ten to one. I feel like we're seeing it already with uh, Cooper Cup, like I said, and they're, they're going to be a shell of themselves. And um, and then you're just like, oh my, why am I just? I'm betting on the jersey here and the fact that they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but this is a, a garbage team. So it, it is very strange what's happened to that division, where it's it's so top heavy. Like the two the two bottom teams could win a combined seven games. Yeah, there's no value for Arizona. They're plus two fifty for right. worst record. Carolina, 20 to one, I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, Vegas, mm-hmm. 13 to one, if you're looking for more long shots one. But I'm with you. I think the Rams, 10 to one, if the cup thing starts out and then Stafford, whatever happens, it, it could be one of those where they just say, screw it. They got Caleb Williams in their backyard. And maybe they just say, mm-hmm. well, they're, they're smart enough and secure enough in their coach. They won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Maybe that's the team that goes, wait a second, what are we doing? I just find it hard to believe McVay would would tank. Um, by the way, uh, there's some alt win totals. There's uh, that I love doing on FanDuel and Raheem is a big fan of. Raheem always talks about how there's some of the best right. value there, but Arizona under five and a half wins was minus 270. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. they don't let you to parlay a lot of those. But um, but the my, I'm tr- just trying to think of a scenario where Arizona goes six and 11. And that might be the rare future where it's okay laying the juice, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I think we discussed that because I'm, I'm not in love with the four and a half, but I don't think they're going to get to six, right? Six and 11 would be. <laughs> six tough, is a unless lot. They yeah. just, they'd have to sweep the Rams and then they'd have to, I'm, trying, I'm saying, I'm looking at their schedule. It doesn't they, they don't have a lot of wins on that schedule. They'd have it's to sweep a, the Rams and yeah. upset somebody else and they'd have to be trying their hardest all year. There's some exact bets that I liked. Arizona to go three and 14 plus 440. Pittsburgh mm. to go exactly 11 and 6, 7 and 1. Green Bay to go 10 and 7, exactly 7 and 1. Buffalo to go 9 and 8 is plus 700. And Carolina to go 4 and 13 was plus 950. Mm. So I enjoyed those. What, uh, what, any futures that you loved? Yeah, with that, the exact ones, I think focus on the North, the AFC North, where a lot of those teams are locked into, all right, they're going to win eight or nine, or Ravens are going to win nine or 10, or, you know, yeah. The, the Bengals are going to win 10 or 11. Like lock in. I think you get like plus 550 for all of those numbers. And then if you get lucky, you could hit on uh, a couple of those. Hit on uh, two of as them. Well. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, we talked about this on the AFC preview. Titans, Jags, Texans, Colts in that order. FanDuel has the exact orders for all these. 12 to 1. That pays. Um, I love that one. There, There's also... Another division one that I like Pittsburgh to win that division. You don't, but Pittsburgh, Cincy, Cleveland, Baltimore, in that order was 25 to one. And then Packers, Detroit, Minnesota, Chicago is another one I like. That was 16 to one. But we both liked the San Francisco, Seattle, Rams, mm-hmm. cards. If you want to have the Rams ahead of the cards, that's plus 240. Not great value, but I feel like you can hedge that with the Rams and the cards, right? If you right, just think right. it's going to be nine or Seahawks, um, and maybe just hope it's Rams third, but then if it's gets a little shaky down the stretch, you could hedge it one way or the other way. Did you have any other ones of those? 
Um, I, I didn't have too many because I feel like we butted heads on some of these. But yeah, you're right. That uh, NFC West one, that's really one of the few that you only have to decide who's going to come in third or fourth because yeah. first or second seems pretty pretty um, set. Uh, I'm looking at some of these others. What else did I have? They have, uh, Fandle does a great thing where they d- divide it by division. So you could have, I think this is a good one. I know that I'm not doing anyone any favors with the VIG at minus 165, but Derek Carr to have the most regular season passing yards in the NFC South, right? I, we could see a change in quarterback for any of those other three positions at the point, right? We, we, all right, Bryce Young, exciting. Is he going to, is his game going to lend itself to a big passing yardage season? Um, you know, Baker could be in and out of there. And then who am I missing? Desmond Ritter? I love Carr there at minus one sixty five. I liked it too. I didn't. I hate the negative odds with the with the yeah. future prop, but I thought I had thought the same thing. That one jumped out at me. So my favorite one of those. I love those division by division leader things. Mm-hmm. Ramondre, my guy, is plus one seventy to be the highest AFC rushing guy this year. And last year he mm-hmm. was at ten forty. And he only started seven games because they had Harris there bring him in. And then he kind of took over the job as the game went along, as the season went along. I, I I just think he's an awesome player. He's really good. He's one of the best players in the team. And then you compare like Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook and the Jets, who the hell knows? Miami's situation, right. that's already in flux. Maybe Moster and then James Cook and Buffalo. But Buffalo always uses like a ton of different running backs. I couldn't believe he was plus 170. I thought that was one of the best bets on the board. That's excellent considering every one of those other teams you mentioned was vying for uh, Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor the last two weeks, right? Oh, like, oh, how good would the Dolphins be with Jonathan Taylor? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Jets need Jonathan Taylor. Like, yeah, well, that that's why plus 170 for Stevenson's good. He needs to get more than... He, he got like 14 carries a game is the only problem. And, and Belichick doesn't yeah. like anyone to shine in that running back slot, right? Yeah, and they, they're going to have Zeke, but I just... He started to become a third down guy for them a little bit as the season went along. I just think he's going to have the ball a lot. I also thought another one that jumped out at me, and Ben and Sheil mentioned this on the Friday pod they did on Ringer NFL, was the Garrett Wilson most receiving yards was 20 to 1, hmm. which you figure like he had a really good year last year with terrible quarterbacks. And now he's got a worst case scenario, a solid quarterback. He's clearly right. the number one guy. And is there a world, you know, where he has like 1,700 yards receiving or something like that? I, I thought the 21 was high. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, it should be. You're right. And I think there's a lot of good receivers on there that could potentially break this record. Fandle has this. Sorry to move off of yours. But any player breaks most receiving yards this year, the record, at plus 430. And that's Calvin Johnson has it wow. at 1964. We saw Jefferson at 1,800. Plus. I mean, really... You're Extra a game, game away. Uh, yeah, half a game away from from doing this. So plus 430 is nice. The other receiver I liked was Diggs. I'm not, I think this is all noise about how he and Josh Allen, they don't speak and everything. I, I see him having a big year. 12 to 1 for most touchdowns. He was third last year with 11. He had 10 the year before. Most touchdowns, mm. you can win it with 11 or 12 or 13, right? Um, most years. So 12 to 1 I thought was good for Diggs. Yeah, there's one Hurts most rushing TDs was plus 750, which I liked because, mm. you know, around the goal line, they yep. do that push play and all that stuff. Garrett Wilson last year, how many receiving yards do you think he had last year? He played every game, 17 games. 
If you had to guess, uh, was Zach Wilson, Mike White, and that scramble guy as his quarterbacks. Joe Flacco, I guess, games, was in there too. 858, 885. No, what was it? More than that? He had... 1,103 receiving yards last year. Oh, right. As a rookie. Wow. So is, yeah. is Rodgers worth an extra 30 a game? See, right. one pass a game that he, he completes? He, like, I had yeah. 20 to 1, I think, was way too high. Here's another one that I liked. Yeah. This is so stupid. But Geno Smith, most NFC West passing yards is plus 110. So Tim mm. versus Purdy. There's people watching this Niners team who's like, it's going to be Darnold. Darnold's going to end up being the guy. He's going to steal the job from Purdy. And in general, like, it's a yep. pretty run-heavy team. And um, and Gino aired it out last year. And he's got, you know, the best receivers in the NFC. So, yeah. plus 110, I was I shocked wrote that, that one he down. wasn't. Yeah. I just wrote that down. That's a, gr- that's a great one, considering the, you know, uncertainty of the quarterbacks in that division. That's that's excellent plus money bet. Um. The what the last one I had was Allen thirty five plus TDs passing mm-hmm. plus one forty four, and he's been at that number over the last three years. This would be four straight years, which is not not a lot of people have done that. But thirty five that's two I a like game that. with a seventeen game schedule. I was surprised that was plus. I like that, and I think he's going to run less. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's save his body. The last last one I had was just the Giants to win more games than the Jets, plus two hundred five. That's just a classic. A New York fans, we're better than you guys. You guys have been our little black sheep brother in the football scene forever. Mm-hmm. We're not afraid of you. Watch this. We're going to go ten and seven, and you're going to go eight nine, and we're going to be the ones that make the playoffs. I like those odds though. The plus two hundred five. I thought. I thought that's a fun bet too. Just to kind of pick between the two New York teams. You're probably looking good after the first six weeks. We saw that Jets schedule, right? And there's a real chance yeah. they could be two and four. And then you'll be you'll be uh, looking nice there. The only other one I had, um, boy, people really down on Derrick Henry and Titans in general. But after years and years, it'd be like, this guy's a unicorn. You can't compare him to anyone else. And now it's like, oh, yeah. no, he's shot. He's done. He's had too many carries. <laughs> like, why? He's still the unicorn. His yards per carry, I think, went up last year from 21. Um, he had fifteen thirty rushing last year. There's a prop on there. Um, will he have sixteen seventy five plus rushing yards? That's plus eight seventy. Sixteen seventy five. He had fifteen thirty last year. Why not? I, I yeah, the that. only case for that is if they play if they play the rookie a lot more than people think. That would be the only reason that yeah. went down. Yeah. Last but not mm-hmm. least is uh, the four division bets I like. Just for the odds, Pittsburgh plus 470, Tennessee plus 310, Green Bay plus 350, and New Orleans plus 130. I think two of those hit. <laughs> just me personally, I just I just think two of them make it. So I don't know. What's your favorite division bet? Mine is the Browns plus 380, and I think it's going to be down to three to one after their week one win. So jump on that now. Don't think about the past. Plus 380 is the winner. Do you like the Dallas to be the number one seed bet? Um, I have San Francisco, but yeah, I, I probably should based on the fact that, you know, they won 12 games the last two years, right? So they should be in that range anyway. So what what's the number on that? I don't even know if I looked at it. I I can't, all of a sudden I can't find it. It was, it was a little higher. I think oh. it was in the plus, plus like 500 range because they're over under still isn't as, as good as I think either of us think it should be, right? 
Their over right, under right, right. is still nine and a half, but it's minus 162. So heavy action on that. But um, I don't know. It's just if, if the San Francisco QB situation gets weird, if Philly's defense really does take a step back, which people think, and mm-hmm. maybe Dallas just hops in and Dak has this big comeback year and, you know, everybody just gets all fired up. I'll tell you what, we talked about it. They have FanDuel. If you look under the season specials for every team, for every team, they'll have to score at least one touchdown. Boy, that Cowboys offense. My favorite was the Niners at even odds. I don't even care who their quarterback is. Their defense is going to lead to great field position. They're going to score a touchdown a game. And they did last year. Cowboys is plus 135 to score one or more touchdowns. And we know if they're, they have a capable backup, right? That's one thing you have to consider. Right. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you take that at plus one thirty five? I mean, you take them on Mike a lot McCarthy's of these. Their coach, he's going to go for field goals. Yeah, one of the Dallas ones that jumped out at me was Power to get ten plus rushing touchdowns. Right, that's because who do you have yeah. like a fourth and goal back, or you don't really have that guy? It's going to be a lot of power this year. So unless he gets hurt, not really. Who's getting and they, Dak's the one not thing, exactly Mister Scrambler. Well, that's what they say. They might bring Trey Lance in for that push play, right? So don't be surprised if he... I would put his over-under touchdowns at two and a half for them to push, shove him in, for him to be the shovey for that Eagles yeah. play. But other, otherwise, that's... I think you're getting two to one odds, right, on that for Pollard? I think that's pretty good. Ten or more touchdowns. Pretty good. And then last but not least, so your Super Bowl matchup is Kansas City versus... Who'd you have? 49ers. I'm taking the Super Bowl exacta there with the 49ers over the Chiefs at 42 to 1. You could do it the other way at 37 to 1. But um, if I'm, boy, if I have 42 to 1, I might actually hedge. I might actually do it if I got that far. So Chiefs 49ers just as a matchup is 21 to 1. That's good. Don't you think like you, you should, don't you think you should have your final four and just do like mix and match parlays with those four? Right? Like 49ers yeah. and Chiefs should be in the conference championship games. Right? I should be looking at 42 to 1 still in mid January with those teams. And if you want to say Cincinnati or take another team, I, th- I think just do round robin parlays with three or four teams there. Yeah. I have Cincy, KC, Philly, and San Fran as my final four. And I think Cincy mm-hmm. just somehow figures out a way to get there. All right. Well, I'm not rooting for your Eagles pick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I can't, I, go. I, you know, I can't get there with McCarthy. I just can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. Loaded Dallas. Team. Oh, I'm with I just you. Can't. McCarthy, the McCarthy deck combo. All right. Cousin Sal, what's your schedule this week for us? Wow. So much, so much to plug. Against All Odds is back on the Ringer Podcast Network Wednesday and Thursday. Thursday's episode is going to focus on college. I have a million bets out there. Coach Prime under two and a half conference wins. Probably going to lose right now. Uh, by the way, I, I know you got back in on college. Gus and Coach Prime games is basically crack injected straight into the veins, right? That was the Gus most Johnson. fun I've had watching a college football game, and I can't remember. It was just so random because it was like, I'm going to put this on. Maybe they could stay with TCU for a couple quarters. And it was like, oh, yeah. my God, this team's like watching a pro team. The quarterback they was incredible. The sun was incredible. He's got the kid that plays both ways, Hunter. Like his uh, Heisman odds went down from four hundred to one to like one hundred to one. It's it's very the Pac twelve screwed up. That's a whole other conversation, but it's very exciting. Well, also from a father son standpoint, Dan is the best cornerback I've ever seen. I mean, don't, wouldn't you yeah. have him number one in the all time cornerbacks you've ever watched in your life? I think he's yeah. first for me. 
And for him mm-hmm. to have this QB who's clearly like going to be like a real NFL quarterback. Um, right. I, I just wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh my God, this is yeah. way up there in the rankings. Um, that was really fun. fun. I had a, I had a great time. Uh, what else do you have? And then uh, cousin, cousin Sal's winning weekend, Friday morning on FanDuel. Go over all the big NFL games. I interviewed Billy Walters. We're going to show a, a piece of that. And then Sunday, Ringer Wise, guys. Pre-game show, it's me, it's John Jastrzemski, it's Joe House, it's Raheem Palmer. We'll have an extensive weather report. We're going to pick the game straight up, no spread. And then Leslie Visser is going to do a coming-of-age interview with Matt Schaub. <laughs> no, none of that. None of that. Jane Kennedy. Gambling, Jane gambling, Kennedy's gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Point spreads, props, line movements, ball busting, all the things you ever wanted. Ringer Wise Guys Sunday. So that's going to run from 11 to 12 on Sunday, and then we're going to keep it going on the other platforms. It'd be funny if we just audibled and it was just interviews with quarterbacks and coaches, and then just <laughs> the a lot lives. of like you guys yeah. laughing at each other's jokes and not mentioning gambling at all. Um, <laughs> all right. Sal, as always, great to see you. Good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for this special two-part extravaganza. Thanks to Kyle Creighton and Steve Cerruti for producing. Don't forget, we're on FanDuel TV on Monday morning and Tuesday morning if you want to watch us head-to-head against First Take. I don't know. I like our chances. Uh, I'm going to be back on this podcast on Tuesday. More football stuff and maybe some other stuff as well. So stay tuned for that. Team USA, their game is going to be Tuesday too. So who knows? Maybe we'll be reacting to that as well. Thanks again to FanDuel. Don't forget about that special boost we put up, which is available through Tuesday. Eagles, Chiefs, Niners all make the playoffs, plus 130. We are on a hot streak with these future boosts. Hit the NFL last year, hit the NBA last year. So hopefully we'll hit this as well. I will see you on Tuesday. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia, you can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. What you use in your personal care routine matters, so upgrade your lineup with Dr. Squatch. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients. That'll have you looking and smelling your best, like their Wood Barrel Bourbon Bar Soap and Lotion or their Bay Rum Deodorant. They even have some limited edition soaps like their Avengers and Star Wars collections. Those seem like they'd be fun to try. And right now, 
They have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Simmons or use the code Simmons at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.